Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject. Allie and Jared, another day of radio loveliness on the way. We have all kinds of great stuff for you. We're talking gay, gay, cray, cray. We've got a new closet watch with a celebrity that is... uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's been some... I won't say anymore. We're going to get to that later in the okay. show. <laughs> I was like, how's she going to dance around no, that? Okay. Yeah, I, I can't dance. No, actually, I'm not a bad dancer. Uh, anyway, I am uh, running myself into the ground lately. It's been this this campaign for Butch Pal for the Straight Gal. We started on Monday. It's been going well, but it's oh, it's been it's it, it's very hard asking people for money, especially friends that you've already asked for money. Right. I don't know if you have any experience with this, Jarrett. I did a I did a crowdfunding campaign for the podcast I used to do, um, and we raised five thousand dollars. We like exceeded our goal, like. Just barely, but it was a lot of work. It's exhausting. It's it's exhausting. It's social media posts. It's emails. It's phone calls. It's sending out text messages. Then it's social media posts and it's emails and, and then it's, it's phone following calls up with people exactly. that oh yeah it is uh, whew, it's it's rough. So we also have. Uh, but it, all that being said, it's going well, and I'm and I'm excited. And the trailer for Butch Pal for the Straight Gal dropped yesterday. If you want to check it out, just go to Butch Pal Series on Instagram and Twitter. Shameless self plug. But still, what I wanted to talk about was we have these perks that we offer and we're trying to offer incentives for when we hit certain milestones, mm-hmm. right? And I was trying to get creative about what people would want to see. Mm. So I decided yesterday we we I, my goal was to get thirty percent raised by the end of the day. We were at like twenty five percent. Okay. So without thinking, I said, uh, if we get to five thousand dollars by the end of the day, the show creator is going to eat an entire ghost pepper on live stream. Why did you do that? And then we immediately hit and I exceeded thought, the goal. Yeah. So now you got to eat two. That's what the deal was. So. Two? Yeah. That's not what the deal was. That's what I heard you say. Didn't you hear her say that at me? That's no, totally what I heard. No, I never said that. I we, never should have said this in the first we're gonna, place. We're going to do this on live stream on the show. That's what I. So that's why I'm bringing it here now. Yeah, is yeah, because yeah. I have made a promise that I... It was like at 5 p.m. I was yeah. like, we're not going to hit 5,000 by the end of the day. And then some random person donated like a larger amount of yeah. money. And I was like, oh... Great. Well, that happened really quickly. Great. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe no one's going to, no one's, maybe no one saw that post. Maybe I should just delete it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then somebody responded and was like, well, is this going to be happening on the show? And I was like, okay, great. Now I'm being held accountable. So the reason I bring this up is because we have to do this on the show and I don't know where to start. Where do I get a ghost pepper? And, and Oh, you have to go get one. Yes. I don't even have. I don't have one in we my pocket or anything Cohen. like that. He's got until noon. Okay, so Ginger Justin, I know that you're upstairs right now, and uh, if you could just get a hold of a ghost pepper, that would be great. I need to eat one today on live stream to you please know, my supporters. I'm going to text Jay and Michaela and ask them where they got it, because you did this before on their yeah, show. Yeah, but I and ate you like in. a teensy, tiny little Oh, piece. really? You didn't eat the whole thing? No, I don't think I did. Oh, okay. I remember you eating it and being like, and like, really sweating for a little while. Yeah, but I don't think I ate a whole one. I think I ate just a little piece of one. I think you should have to do it during News It or Lose It. (laughs) I don't know why. While delivering a story? Yeah, like every headline you have to take a bite. (laughs) While delivering a story about another internet challenge. Well, you can do it during mine. So like, I'll give you a headline and you have to bite and vote. (laughs) 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, that seems reasonable, that right? Sounds, yeah, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like it'll really go well on radio. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Yeah, so coming up today in News It or Lose It, Allie's going to be eating a ghost pepper while she votes yeah. on my News It headlines. There we go. So that's that's that's, that's oh God, the beauty of I'm live be radio, folks, that. is that we can make this happen right here, right now. Let's get a hold of a ghost pepper. I want to keep my word. I definitely don't want to let the people down. And to anyone who wants to support us, may, hey, maybe if you donate another grand, I'll eat two of them. Yeah, hey, I mean, listen, be careful. I'll eat three. I'll eat a new ghost pepper for every $1,000 that we raise. Well, every $5,000, like, so Every <laughs> Like I mean, let's because you'll you won't have a mouth anymore. Okay. Well, Katie was very worried. She said that I should not do this and that I would die because people have died doing it. And I was thought that what? was a little dramatic, don't you? People have died eating ghost peppers. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, but I think it's like oh, they have a condition and they already can't breathe very well, and they get, or they're okay. allergic to a pepper or something like that. So also, Gingy Cohen, while you're out getting ghost peppers, we need you to figure out. Um, how people have died from this because I can't have you die in the middle of news or lose it. <laughs> it's just like my last ding. Exactly. You'll and be then... like, it'll just be you and like a, and it'll be done. <laughs> it, yeah. She died. No, it's there. She died doing what she loved, Emmy voting on news it or lose exactly. it stories. Exactly. That'll be on your in your obit. All right. Well, quite a show lined up for you. We still have some election coverage that we have to give you uh, give you because the interesting things now in Kentucky and Virginia and how that's going to affect the upcoming election. Gay, gay, cray, cray, and much, much more. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I have a bone to pick with Jarrett because a couple of days ago we were talking about Popeye's. This was yesterday. No, no, no. We're... This was yesterday, the restaurant conversation we had. Or, no, was this Tuesday? No, I think it was. End of the show. On t- end of show on Tuesday. It was the end yeah. of the show on Tuesday. So once again, I'm right. <laughs> For once, you mean. <laughs> To be clear, you gotta you transpose those. Oh, words. really? For I, once, I got yeah, it. Okay. okay, so for once, I'm right. <laughs> we were talking about how uh, people were going crazy for the Popeyes chicken sandwich. There was some news audio that we were listening to about somebody who unfortunately was stabbed as a result of the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Very sad story. And they said he was stabbed at a Popeyes chicken restaurant. And I thought to myself, why the hell would they call it a restaurant? You said it is a restaurant, and I don't consider that to be a restaurant because the place, especially the drive-through so, that so I went... So let me went... pause you there. <laughs> what you don't consider to be a restaurant is not the same thing as what is a restaurant. I don't consider Donald Trump to be a human being. <laughs> but science does. Okay. Science <laughs> like, and biology does. There we go. Exactly. Okay. But here's where I get my comeuppance because I looked up what an actual restaurant is and... Here's the answer. This is according to Wiki. You're using Wiki as your source? I'm using Wiki as my source. This is the uh, this is the uh, Wiki pronunciation. Restaurant. So already we can't trust this. Carry on. <laughs> or an eatery is a business that prepares and serves food and drinks to customers for profit. Meals are generally served and eaten on the premises, but many restaurants also offer takeout and food delivery services. Restaurants vary greatly in appearance and offerings, including a wide variety of cuisines and service models ranging from Popeyes, inexpensive... Popeyes, Popeyes, no. Popeyes, no. Popeyes, no. Popeyes, no. Popeyes, no. The word derives from the French verb restaurer, 
And being the present participle of the verb, it literally means that which restores. The term restaurant was defined in 1507 as a restorative beverage and in correspondence with 15, in 1521 to mean that that which restores the strength of fortifying food or remedy. But it says that there it, it's mainly about sitting down and eating on the premises. That's what I'm trying to get at here is when you're you going mean like sitting at the table at Popeye's and eating your chicken sandwich. But the one Jarrett, the one that I went to didn't have chairs. It didn't have a place to sit down. But, but many of them do. So that would make it a restaurant. Many of them do, but that one did not, which does not make it a restaurant. And if you were going to go on a date, Jarrett, if you were going to go on a date Mm-hmm. And someone said, I'm going to take you to a restaurant. And they took you to Popeye's. Would you not be upset? It's, because they're saying, this is not a restaurant. It It is a restaurant. It's a fast food restaurant. It's not like, it's probably not ideal first date type of restaurant, but there are different kinds of restaurants. Le- when you say, let's go out to a restaurant. Is, someone, I actually is anybody th- thinking about McDonald's or Burger King or Popeyes or any kind of fast food establishment? I usually no, but that doesn't make it not a restaurant. <laughs> it, but it does because you most of the time I get that if they're seating there, then it might be classified as a restaurant. But the location I went to did not have. Then you could call any kind of like a hot dog stand a restaurant. It is a quick service restaurant. A hot dog stand is not a restaurant. A, I mean, a restaurant is somewhere that, like, Merriam-Webster, a business establishment where we, where meals are refreshments may be purchased. Maybe purchased? I, I was <laughs> hoping that didn't come out like that. <laughs> a restaurant, a business establishment where meals or refreshments may be purchased. Okay. Just because so it's not think... a, 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 like a white napkin five-star place doesn't make it not a restaurant. So, so okay. Say you're leaving We Can Survive I'm literally concert. writing a book about this. Like... <laughs> You're like, you're leaving a rest, you're leaving a, a concert. You're walking down the street to your car, and you see that lady selling bacon wrapped hot dogs. That is not a restaurant. That's a food stand. Why Why does it make a difference? Be, What's the difference? I mean, by this definition, a business establishment where meals or refreshments may be purchased that would be a restaurant, and probably That's in the I'm eyes saying. of the law, it would also be a restaurant. But you, you just you said it's tell, not. You go tell the Los Angeles City um, City Hall that it's not a restaurant or a food establishment of some sort. Like, I mean, restaurant I think has a connotation of like having like a physical presence, like a brick and mortar. But I mean, a, a food truck by some standards probably would be a restaurant. A food truck is not a damn restaurant. I, I don't know about a food truck, but we're talking about. Popeyes. Also, there's another situation where you were you were you've been called out on on social media. You what don't do you know mean? about this. We've been working. Um, I got a, a DM from a listener last night. Um, you know, there's like this whole controversy right now. You look so worried right now. There's a whole controversy right now about a Twitter account that has been tweeting at the show, and we don't know exactly who it is. It's called not Allie Burner account. Are you? It's Sally Johnson. Why are you bringing up Sally? At this well, time? apparently, listeners. You know, we say things on the radio every day, and they come back to bite you in the ass sometimes. Um, apparently, you've talked about this back in July, Emmy. Stop it, Emmy. You has- stop it. But if they come back for it, you can go to jail. But like, yeah, but how do they know? They have no way to prove it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, but it's, there's laws. I mean, you could go up to a to a, uh, an election poll and like vote and say that you're, you know, Sally Jesse Raphael. I don't know where I pulled it's that name Sally from. Sally Johnson. <laughs> it's Sally Johnson, and wow. like you could go up and say that you're her. But then if they find out that you did it, it's a. It's a I love that. That's the person I would pretend to be. Wow. You. Wow. Why wow. did you? So here's my point now. 
My point now restaurant. is that somebody was... <laughs> I need to go to a restaurant and think about this. <laughs> the fact that a listener heard that yeah. and then decided to make a fake burner account... Oh, that then, oh is that what happened? Yes. That okay. they decided, okay, if she was going to pretend to be someone, it would be Sally Johnson, so why don't I go and create Sally Johnson? Oh, that's so much work for the Russians. Because she won't be able to... <laughs> My God, just so much work for the election. So, Allie, I want you to just sit in that. Ivanka Johnson, thank you. I just want you to sit creating, in that for a little while. I'm not. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back. I will show you we're my gonna, vote. We're going to talk about who's jumping back into a race for a seat that they used to have uh, in Congress. And was Mike Pence thinking about getting rid of Donald Trump as president? Those things are coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Coming up a little bit later, we've got to get into this audio. Donald Trump Jr. is on The View this morning, which is like the most outrageous booking I think I've ever seen. And we've been trying to watch it. And while you guys are listening to music or in commercials, we've had it like playing. And it is an S-storm. Yeah. And you know that producer is like, ha, la, 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 exactly, la, like, la, 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 You come into the meeting like, and you're like, hey, so... Guys. So uh, book Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be here on Thursday. So, um, oh, who were you booking? Anyway, sorry, were Martha you uh, oh, booking great. the um, Miranda Sings from YouTube? Cool, exactly. That's great. Uh, <laughs> cool, cool. That's really that's great really for good. you. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is coming in. Yeah, so. um, and his wife Kimberly Giffel. So um, it's going to be great. So um. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to go get some lunch. Does anyone right. want to buy me anything? Yeah, because um, I'm killing it. <laughs> So uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We've got to get some of this audio because it is wild. Yeah, it's, um, it's a real it's ass wild. show. Um, okay, but I wanted to get into a couple of these uh, stories dealing with uh, the White House and uh, generally uh, politics in general, I should say. Um, number one, you, you, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, a number of months ago, there was a, a, a New York Times op-ed that came out from an anonymous person who said um, that they work in the Trump administration. They were either current or former Trump um, administration official um, and they wrote this op-ed basically saying that there are folks within the government who are stopping things from being far worse than they could be um, and that they kind of reference like the deep state and how they are you know kind of trying to protect the, the country by not doing things that, that Donald Trump is asking or slowing things down that Donald Trump is trying to accomplish I've never heard that deep state deep state is like what the Republicans always reference as like anyone that's a, that works within the government that's not like pro-Trump they reference them as being the deep state I see um, and so the the op-ed situation came out and everyone was like, well, who is this person? And I think we all kind of assumed within a couple of weeks we would learn who this person was, but we never have. That person then has gone on to write a book. Um, the book is coming out and it's called A Warning. Um, and this person is either a current or former Trump administration official. And in this book, they're going to be there's going to be a lot of explosive claims. One of them is about uh, Mike Pence. And there was this conversation that Mike Pence was considering using the uh, 25th Amendment. The 25th Amendment basically says that the vice president and the cabinet can come together and vote to remove the president if they believe that he's incapable of uh, fulfilling his duties. If he's like mentally unstable. Exactly. Um, it says, according to the Huffington Post article, which it says, I think, sorry, four out of five doctors 
doctors would agree. I mean, I think six out of five, I to think be honest that's, with you. I think that fifth doctor would be like, yep, also. Yeah, exactly, right. Uh, according to Anonymous, there was no doubt in the minds of other senior uh, administration officials that Pence would support invoking the 25th Amendment if the majority of the cabinet signed off on it. While discussions of invoking the 25th Amendment never formalized, um, they the idea of the vice president going along with this um, cabinet-backed plan to remove the president was certain to raise the, the ire of Trump, who is intolerant of dissent or any hints of disloyalty. And so, like, this obviously never came to fruition. This book is going to have, like, a bunch of things in it. I love a whistleblower, but my feelings are really mixed about this person now going and writing a whole book that this person is either inside the administration or they were inside the administration, but they're not willing to reveal who they are. Because the person revealing who they are adds credibility to these claims, right? What if this person is Mike Pence? Right. Well, that that's the thing about being if, anonymous you know, with this information is it could be Mike Pence or it could be just some dumbass off the street. Exactly. Well, so it could literally I mean, be like how much of this has actually been corroborated? Well, well, we know that the New York Times knows who this person is and the publisher knows who this person is. Right. They know who this person is, but they're not going to reveal the identity of their source. Like That's that's like journalism um, standard. But like I. I feel like this person, you know, while they're they're giving us all these claims of explosive things coming out of the administration, my feelings are really mixed about it. I but mean, how are we supposed to believe anything they say? That's that's the thing. I mean, generally with like the New York Times or um, a good publisher, they will make you corroborate whatever you're saying, right? You have to be able to prove whatever you're saying is true um, with some kind of evidence or, or interviews or backup. I'm I'm really curious to see what the fallout of this book is going to be. Um, aside from that, well, go ahead. This is crazy, but I mean, writing a book anonymously, and I mean, when people are writing a book, they love to say I'm writing a book. Yeah. So to who? I don't has, know how they promote it. I don't know how they're going to like right. do interviews. But for you it. know who did say he was writing a book in one of his recent talks who? was Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm writing a book. He said oh, he was writing a book about the. Uh, about yeah, about the killing of um, Al Baghdadi. Yeah, I'm just, writing a book. Donald Trump is just. Anyway. I mean, you never know. Um, also, I know it's kind of a. Also, Jeff Sessions, his former Attorney General, who was kind of ousted in disgrace, was uh, the first person in Congress to ever come out and endorse Donald Trump's presidential bid. He's now considering, according to reports, running back for his Senate seat again uh, in Alabama. Interestingly enough, he'd be running against Roy Moore. He possibly would be running against Roy Moore because um, he hasn't formally announced that he's running. I'm interested to see if he does that. How does that go? Because that I want to know if he's going to endorse Donald Trump. I want to know if Donald Trump is going to endorse him, because if there is literally anyone in the administration or formerly from the administration that has a right to play that Big Sean, I don't F with you song, mm-hmm. it would definitely be. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions got dragged through the mud by 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 Donald Trump. Jeff Sessions got called every kind of name. He got he got he got everything from Donald Trump, um, talking the worst about him, and then left his job. So as we go to break, Big Sean for Jeff Sessions. I don't blank with you. We'll be right back. With you, little stupid. I don't give a. I don't give a. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So, Allie, earlier Uh this year, we were talking about the women's soccer team and how they had been doing so extraordinarily well. And Megan Rapinoe, um, your woman crush. Well, I guess it's not a woman. It is a woman crush. Uh, Megan Rapinoe. Is she my woman crush? Did I ever say that? Weren't you into her? I don't know. Didn't you want to say that? 
I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily want a piece. I guess so. Sure. I mean, I know Rachel Maddow. Throw her in there. Rachel Maddow's in love with her, so I assumed you were as well. (laughs) I just thought all lesbian loves her. Well, I mean, I think on the text chain. She has hearted a lot of Megan Rapinoe's texts. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, mean, I think that's accurate. It, well, there you go. Um, they were talking about the women's soccer team in America and how they've not been able to uh, make even, I think, like a quarter of what the men's teams make. However, the men's teams have done significantly poorer than uh, the women's teams. And the women's teams have been in, like, I think, 10 of the last, like, 20 or so. It was like a ridiculous. The um, U.S. women's disparity. soccer team kicks ass. They kick ass constantly. every time, right? And so, but the men's team, like they don't even make it to the finals or whatever. However, soccer works. I don't know how the sports go. Yeah, so, I don't know. Soccer is very confusing because there was at one point the men's soccer team didn't even make it into the the some cup. It was the like World they're cup. not even like eligible to go to the World Cup or right. something. And they were like, "This is really sad." Also, if you're looking for good sports talk, you've come to the right place. Okay, so um, the but, cups. But the, right? <laughs> I love cups. I love. Cups. I wear one every day. I drink out of one every day. <laughs> I have two under my boobs but, right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, this Huffington Post article headline says Australian women's soccer team will finally get paid the same as men. Really? Yes. They say um, pay equality is finally reality for the Matildas. That's the name of the football uh, the football federation Australia um, team uh, they announced that on Wednesday a landmark deal that will see the Australian women's soccer team receive the same benefits as the Socceroos I think that's the name thank the you really terrible names, that's but, wonderful yeah. yeah that's so cool that's you know that that's actually surprising like it should be happening and yeah. that's amazing well, but it's also I'm surprised that it happened this quickly to that point they say this is the world first agreement um, it's not only going to match the pay as the the male counterparts for the women but we'll see the Matildas take an equal split of commercial revenues for the first time the FFA said under the new agreement players are entitled to 40% of prize money on qualifying for a FIFA World Cup representing an increase from 30% if the team reaches the knockout stage of the competition they that knockout shared, stage man I, I really don't know, I know crap right? about it's, soccer I, because I only know about stage? the knockout stage being on the voice. I don't know. That's the only one I know. Oh, of. I thought of like um, like like boxing. They say they're going to share <laughs> a big part of their prize money. Um, that share of their prize money is going to go to fifty percent. So that's amazing. Like I'm really happy to see that happening there. Um, and hopefully that's going to continue as we we talked about before as we go to break. Um, the NCAA has um, decided that they're going to start letting uh, college athletes um, start earning from their the use of their likeness in in merchandising and stuff like that. Yeah, after because- California. California passed that law. Great. Right? So, like, these kinds of things are a ripple in the water that kind of spread, and hopefully, we'll be able to see something like this happen for women across the country, well, across the world. I'm not an athlete, obviously, but I think that uh, so much. Like not enough credit is given to how much time and effort is required in order to be that good at what you do physically. Yeah. To be a, an amazing soccer player or to be an incredible even college basketball and all of those sports, people spend so much of their day and of their week and of their lives of their life, training yeah. for that. And then it's also a career that's really up in the air. If you get injured, your career's over. So they should be getting paid a lot more for their Absolutely. work even if it's in college for sure for sure so I'm um, really excited for the women there and uh, hopefully like I said we'll be able to see those changes happening around the world we'll take a quick break when we come back News It or Lose It and don't forget Allie's doing News It or Lose It with Ghost Peppers a little bit later if we can get them <laughs> if we can get them if we can get Ginger them Ginger Justin's on it that's up next Drop the Subject we'll be right back the new Channel Q Drop the Subject the new Channel Q Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Well, Allie, you 
said that this is the time we're supposed to be manifesting great things. Manifesting big, bigger, big, bigger big is things. better right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because it, this moon is a time of transition and it's a time of meeting your shadow self. And it is a time where if you uh, work from a place of authenticity and you kind of confront those demons, mm. it's a time where you're making room for a lot of amazing, big, big things. So well, they say to manifest bigger than normal. Let's hope that you can manifest a five for five and <gasps> lose it or lose it. Let's get it. Hold on, I need to close my eyes and visualize. <laughs> I know that you'll news this one because I forgot it yesterday. We're starting with a headline that I uh, that I that you newsed yesterday and I never got to. They are p- uh, potentially passing a bill to have sealed bags for delivery drivers oh, because lose it. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because they keep eating people's food. And he says, "Don't do me like that." <laughs> <laughs> headline number two: A Hawaiian man dies falling into a lava tube that was in his backyard. Falling into a lava tube? I mean, how do you say no to that? I mean, right? Headline number three, I don't know how you say no to this one. Lizzo's mission to cancel cancel culture. Yes. Headline number four, forget Tide Pods. Say hello to Tsunami Pods. Um... Lose it. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> they are like uh, metal pods that you can now get into to emergency exit as your house. In a tsunami? In a tsunami. Oh, actually, yes. It's, it's it. actually really cool. That's four. And then finally, headline number five, woman gets surprise bonus item in Chris Brown's sweatshirt at his yard sale. Oh, I bet it was weed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say news it. Oh! Five. Five. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. That's right. We are back. We are in News It or Lose It. Allie is, uh, she, the whole time you guys have been listening to music, she's been dancing around. <laughs> you are lying. That. Five. I'm hard at work preparing F-I-V-E. my stories. E five. It was like, I Allie, don't glow it. like Calm you do, down. Jarrett. I don't I'm know a humble what you're woman. talking about. You are a liar and a drunk. <laughs> I do believe yesterday uh, you spent half of the uh, half of this segment this time yesterday talking about how you got a five for five. I don't know what you're talking about, but again, I would like to thank everyone who worked so hard to make that possible, <laughs> including the journalist who wrote. All right. I'll let yeah, you go. the journalist again. <laughs> okay, let's start with this story now. I will say that Ring, you know those camera uh, doorbell cameras. Mm-hmm. They are really solving a lot of mysteries or exposing you, a lot of shenanigans. They're getting on my nerves because whenever I'm around my parents, my dad has one and his phone is always making like this little ring sound and it's like, oh my God, we get it. Yeah. Well, but it's important that these exist because they expose people like these delivery drivers that are eating the food of the people that they're, they're <gasps> delivering food for. Oh, you're seeing it on the ring camera? Yes. So that a new bill has been uh, or it's, uh, hold on, it's a new mo- uh, just as a new motion. Catherine Barger, she's a supervisor for the County of Los Angeles. She's proposed a motion to impose strict sanit- uh, sanitary standards on food deliveries, which would include sealed bags, like mm. putting putting a seal on the bag so that to ensure that people are not eating your food before yeah. they deliver it to you because there are regulations at the restaurants or 
eateries where you order this food. These but air quotes you just did were so aggressive and rude. <laughs> um, but like when I I told you I've said this a hundred times. I'm writing a book about McDonald's, but I like worked in a McDonald's for a day. And like when we have people come in with an order, some some fast food restaurants will do that already. They will like seal them with stickers or something so they can't be open. And I think that should be standard. I yeah. don't I don't even know why that'd be in question. No, it's yeah. I I don't think it should be a question yeah. because if there are regulations within the establishment why would the there be the the eatery the fast food the joint the fast food joint oh the restaurant that you're talking no about. it's not a restaurant oh the, you mean That's the establishment we can, no, where we've already food talked can about be this prepared and purchased? i don't have a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> there should be regu- regulations for the you know the time it takes for it to get to your door mm-hmm. the, the the you know the driver could be eating a piece of pepperoni off your pizza it could be. and in one case a del- yeah i think fries are the cul- the the easiest the, culprit the easiest victim yeah. i guess of this because you can just the grab a victimization of french fries is definitely a big problem in america you're not going to take a bite out of someone's hamburger but you're going to take a few french fries i mean Especially if you're bold if, if you feel about it i mean any do you know how hard it is to sit there in the car with hot delicious food I can barely, when I pick up food for us, and you can smell the pizza or you smell the whatever you've you've ordered. Oh, you know what? If I was the food boyfriend, like in the relationship, if I was the one that always had to pick up the food, I'd have to pick up a snack that I could eat in the car that they that my boyfriend wouldn't know about by the time I got home. Kevin does that. Kevin Klein, he will buy a, a take. He'll buy a driving pizza and a take home. A driving pizza. I love Kevin. <laughs> the genius. So, yes. uh, in one case, apparently, this took place in Stockton. Uh, someone was seen. A delivery driver was seen on the ring camera sneaking a sip of someone's milkshake before ringing their oh. doorbell. Oh my god, this is disgusting! <laughs> and I'm looking with the fries, okay, but taking a sip with out of straw? somebody's straw—gross. In another widely reported story, a Yorktown, Pennsylvania diner complained that he opened his order only to find two of six ribs had been eaten. Oh, <laughs> hell no. Taking someone's ribs? Oh, oh. And did they leave the bone in there? Hell Unbelievable. No. Okay, so that, I hope that that motion passes. Let's move on to this guy who has, uh, he's died in a bad way. Okay. He, he's in Hawaii. Of course, life is great in Hawaii, except for when you fall into a giant lava tube that's been hidden in your backyard. And apparently this happens. These lava tubes, they form during volcanic eruptions. So they start their lives as rivers of lava and, you know, they flow downstream and then they branch out into smaller channels. And, you know, they kind of look like the roots of a tree. So Mm -hmm. you could potentially... It's almost like a sinkhole. You could just randomly fall into one. So this man... Oh, because where the lava was, then the ground beneath it disintegrates. Yes, disintegrates. Exactly. Oh, I thought it became more land. Well, no. Eventually, I guess. Yeah, I guess it eventually might, but you can randomly fall into these... Yikes. Yeah, okay. and that's what happened to this guy. He was in his seventies. He was trimming oh. branches, tri- branches in his backyard, and then he fell through a soft area of ground into a hidden lava tube on his property and died via lava tube. That oh is a God. that is like, a hell of a way to go. Do you? Oh, I have so many questions, but we don't have the time. We don't because um, I got a five for five, so we kind of have to keep moving on. He was five. transported to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Congratulations to the journalist who helped Allie get five for five today. Thank you very much for all this. Uh, Megan Flynn as of SF Gate and the Washington Post. There Thank you go. very, very much for uh, for writing this story <laughs> and making it so enticing so that Jared Hill would news it. We have three more news it stories, including how Lizzo wants to cancel cancel culture. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
Allison. Those Jared. were the days. Or those were the days. Uh, <laughs> we um in the while you guys were listening to fantastic music here on Channel Q, we have found Ghost Peppers. We have lo- you have found ghost peppers. I have you found should ghost get some credit for this well, because I do. I'll take it. Half the job of being a journalist uh, is being resourceful. resourceful. I would say half of the job of being a journalist is figuring out who to talk to and how to reach them, and then like Which the rest is of the work starts. Not easy. It is not. It's re- I I say that jokingly, but I also mean it. Like it's figuring out who to talk to and how to reach them. Because is, I think most people hard. are just like, um, I don't. Mm, how do I? Never mind, I give up. So we have been like uh, feverishly searching for ghost peppers. We found them within a one mile radius of the building. So Ginger Gingy Cohen, Ginger Justin is out uh, grabbing them right now. Yeah, he's getting them. And they're pickled peppers. Yes, which might be better for you. I don't know. I don't know. But... Pe- but Peter Allie's Piper. about to eat a pickled pepper in on the next live new- air. Right. In about an hour and a half, when we get into the next news it or lose it, um, when, I've, when I've got the headlines and she's got the votes and you get the news. Uh, <laughs> I did that as- The other half of being a journalist is being damn good with words. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, Allie's going to be eating those ghost peppers. But you got a couple more stories because you had a I, five for five. I have three more stories, so let's get to them. Uh, let's talk about how Lizzo might be canceling cancel culture. And this isn't necessarily something that she is publicly getting behind it's let's just it's been an interesting couple of days so ariana grande as we all know has jumped on to the good as hell uh remix yes so she so we heard uh good as hell the we We can survive live yes of good as hell the original then the we can survive live and now the ariana grande remix yes so the ariana grande remix has topped the charts of course because she's ariana grande and some angry fans of Ariana Grande have been trying to, quote, cancel Lizzo. <laughs> what? Yes. And it's really frustrating. And I didn't know that the people who are fans of Ariana Grande are car- called Arianators. Arianators. But that seems a little too Arian for me. I was going to say, that feels very Arianation to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think Arianators is a great term for people who are fans of Ariana Grande. Maybe I'm just pronouncing it wrong. But they were trying to, they threw a a hashtag Lizzo is over party after Lizzo retweeted a picture of the latest Billboard charts to celebrate having two top 10 singles at the same time. So the problem, right, as the Arianators saw it, the problem was that Billboard does we not have got list. We've to find another name for these people. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that is not going to work. Their hero on Good as Hell, which climbed to the top 10 uh, with help from a remix version featuring Grande. And they were saying maybe if Lizzo was actually talented, she could have gotten to number one without using Ariana's name. So the hashtag Lizzo is over party began. And then it turned because basically what I'm trying to say is Lizzo is uncancelable. Well, I mean, we'll see, I guess. So it was like people were trying to cancel somebody for a reason that was stupid. And other people now, I guess the lesbians have piped up and said, hey, you know what? This is BS. You can't cancel Lizzo. Lizzo is uncancelable. So maybe Lizzo inadvertently is getting rid of cancel culture because cancel culture is kind of jumping the shark. Well, I'm fascinated by stuff like this when like when fan armies you know like go against something that the artist is for like ariana grande did not have to do this remix right she wanted to be a part of this seemingly and did it and so like 
if Ariana Grande didn't want to be on the song, she probably wouldn't have. I don't know what the legal ramifications were of why she's on the song. I would have thought it was the complete opposite. That like, Ariana Grande was like, wow, this is a I top trending song. song. I want to jump on this exactly. thing. And like she did it. And now Ariana Grande and Lizzo are back on, on, on the chart again. Yes. So that's I don't how understand it works. like what the anger is against Lizzo. That's I, ridiculous. I don't know. It pisses me off. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to tsunami pods because, you know, we've talked about the Tide Pod Challenge. That's a bad thing to do. But the tsunami pod challenge is something that a company called the Mukiltio Company, they are, uh, I believe, a Japanese company, and they are creating a giant metal pod where people can get into it to escape a crazy tsunami. That's kind of amazing. And literally, like, float. And through like, the tsunami, put food in it and stuff. Yes, and so it's sort of like a a, a a buoyant trans bubble. Port bubble, yeah, that you can get into in an emergency situation. And it, they said it can even go over a giant waterfall, and you'll survive. So even if the tsunami is thrashing you around yeah. all over the place, and you're thrashing into trees and cars and stuff like that, oh my God. because they said a big, uh, like of course we knew, knew a lot of people died in the in the in that big tsunami, but in a Asia, lot of people, yeah. uh, but some people drowned, but a lot of people were getting crushed. Yeah. So if you could get into a pod that would protect you through the thrashing around, you would be less likely to actually get crushed, and you'd be more likely to survive the tsunami. These Fascinating are stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're gonna be pricey, yeah. But they're also really cool. If you, you you've seen Gravity. Yeah, I've heard about Gravity. It's like those little Oh, you never saw Gravity? The movie? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Gravity. Actual itself. Gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Gravity. <laughs> I've heard about yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard no, of the Gravity. Movie, yeah, this is actually the second time we've talked about this movie yes, in a week. Yeah. But the, she she has like a little pod that she ends up in when she yeah, lands. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to spoil anything, but it kind of looks like that where okay. you're just sitting in this little circular pod. Interesting. So it's pretty badass. Okay. All right. Finally, Chris Brown had a massive yard sale yesterday. It attracted a huge crowd. They were looking for crazy deals on high-end and vintage items. And one customer, a woman, says she bought a hoodie at the sale at his home in Tarzana. And when she got home, she checked the pockets and found... Weed. Weed. I'm you are sure. correct. You win nothing. Oh. She found a Not pill bottle weed? containing mar- Actually, I probably have some I can give you. The weed canisters labeled Panda Smoke, and we're unclear if the flower inside is indica or sativa. Uh, sativa. They are looking into it, but she got a sweater called, uh, uh, the sweater says Tumbleweed on it, I and love then it. in the pocket is actual weed. So that's, that's awesome. a nice little bonus well, for, good her. for her. Yeah, good for her. When you, Any day you find weed in, in your back pocket or a hidden pocket, that's a good day. Especially at a garage sale. Yeah, a yard sale. We got more to drop it. Drop the. We got more to drop it. We got to drop it. We're gonna drop it. I am a radio professional. Okay. (laughs) And half this job. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. So, Allie, we're getting into one of uh, my favorite things here on the show. It's a game that we like to play that we call Gay Gay Cray Cray. Cray, cray. Crazy! It's true! Part of, part of why I love playing this game is because I used to love this song. <laughs> In high school, Emmy's like, I still love this song. It's I remember because it was on Making the Video and they showed like Britney making the video for yes. with no, Melissa I, John I Hart. I 100% am with you and I also would play on PlayStation 2 Britney Spears Dance Beat. So I would play, nice. it was basically like a very primitive version of Dance Dance Revolution where you were basically trying, the, the object of the game was to become one of Britney Spears' backup dancers. So you had to listen to her songs really? and you had to press like X, X, O, O, X, X. 
square triangles and you had to like do everything <laughs> with the and then you were like this avatar that was just kind of like bouncing and floating around and you would do these dance moves and then eventually you would get on the big stage and, and nice. you'd be in a okay. concert yeah so even sometimes when I listen to this music I still think of the buttons that I would press <laughs> I in that. that game well Okay, we play this game where I'm going to tell you the story of a couple who's done something. We do our very best to remove all the pronouns so that you don't know if these are men, women, man and woman, whatever they are. um, And you have to guess if they're gay, gay or just cray cray. So this article, um, I love the way this article is written because they are just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) There's like no objectivity here. and so I'm going to just read you like little bits and pieces. This couple is engaged and they shared this post on their social media after having done a crowdfunding for their wedding. Oh, crowdfunding. Right? Interesting. So they, they then. They crowdfunded their own wedding? Yes. Uh, we'll get to that. So uh, then they write this message on Facebook. Hi, invitees to our wedding. This is a group of people like an invitee group or something. After much reflection and tear-filled conversation with our closest family members, we have decided to cancel our upcoming winter wedding. We will further notify this group when we are in a better place to reschedule. Fun fact, I didn't know this, but 20% of all weddings are canceled or called off. 20%? 20%. That's a lot. According to a 2018 survey, yeah. One in five. That's crazy, right? So, but then... That must be really stressful for wedding planners. I mean... Or I guess not. Maybe not. I have a friend who's a wedding planner. There's like a clause in here. I still get paid. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, then Engagee that wrote this goes on to, quote, thank their guests for their generous early donations to their money fund before revealing that they that the donated money would not would, quote, not be spent in vain, but rather used toward a honeymoon in the coming months. They went on to write, can you believe we have raised over thirty thousand dollars? <gasps> <laughs> yes. They wrote as if this were a Kickstarter campaign for a good cause. It's unbelievable, they wrote. Okay, all of them need to eat ghost peppers. Listen, because that's what I'm doing for my damn campaign. So and it's six for of them a, if it's $5,000 a piece, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So what's even more un- unbelievable, the article says, is that the engagee went on to ask for even more money. No. They say, after we regain financial stability and hold calm in our hearts after a honeymoon, we will announce a new wedding day and reopen our money fund for any further gifts. <gasps> Weddings are expensive! Exclamation point. Thanks. Yeah, no point. S. Yeah, exactly. So they you said, have to... Oh, my They Lord. said they were, quote, blessed to have such generous family members who gave the money that it turns out would be used to help offset honeymoon costs and to scale um, to an even better future wedding. As an added bonus, they said they'd be updating their uh, gift... Updating their gift fund registry on Amazon so that people have an opportunity to give them even more things to make, uh, to take them, take with them on their honeymoon. Don't be too sad, they wrote in conclusion. The new wedding is going to be a hit. Don't be too sad? Girl, I would be pissed. Yeah, don't be too... Angry. Yeah. Yeah. Put down the pitchfork. <laughs> exactly. So the question is, are these people gay, gay, or or just straight, hetero, cray-cray people? And my go-to is to say that they're 
hetero cray cray because I would just think that a, a regular old straight couple would be like, all right, why don't we tell everyone we're getting married, we're going to get all this money, and then we're just going to not do anything with it. Okay. But then I also feel like if they were gay gay, people would be more likely to give them money because they're like, mm. oh, I'm inclusive. I want you to, to celebrate your union. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that if they were maybe a, a couple that had seen some hard times together or had witnessed homophobia or been victim of that, maybe that people would be more likely to give to them and that's why they raise so much. I really got to think about this. One of the comments on Reddit says, my favorite part is where they say the $30,000 will be used to offset yeah. the honeymoon cost. I was thinking that too. Where I was like, are they offset? going? To the moon? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> They're going on that trip around the space. Exactly right. Allie's oh got a vote God. and you get the answer coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are in the middle of a gay, gay, cray, cray. I have told Allie the story of a couple that has just done something really ridiculous. Um, and she's got to figure out if they are gay gays or straight straights, just being cray cray. <laughs> um, this is a couple that did a crowdfunding campaign for their wedding, um, asking their friends and family to give them money toward the their nuptials. After having raised a good amount of money... 30000 Well, I was I was holding that, Allie. I was holding that for a oh, punchline sorry. moment. Sorry. Just oh, take it back. For a pu- okay. Take it back. All right. Did you take it back? Yeah. Rewind it. Okay. So they raised some money for their crowdfunding campaign, and then they came back afterward and said, can you believe we've raised $30,000? $30,000? $30,000! That's crazy. But they're not going to use it for the wedding. They've decided to put off the wedding and seemingly have one another time. They're going to use this money to offset the cost of their honeymoon. Okay, so I have a couple of clarifying questions, but I don't know if you know the if the answer is available. Okay. Is there any information on where they're going for their honeymoon? Because that is a make or break for me mm-hmm. to make my decision. And if like if they went to Thailand, I went to Thailand and I'm a lesbo. Okay. If they went to Paris, maybe they're gay guys. Okay. If they um, went to Nantucket, they're straight old people. The only information they have provided in their post it says, don't worry, the money you've donated will not be spent in vain, but rather used toward a, towards a honeymoon in the coming months. That's all they say. Hmm. Okay. So leaving it vague. All yeah. right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna definitely go hetero on this. I think these are hetero cray cray people. You know, when when uh, I don't want to generalize here, but sometimes. So but that is the point of the game. But that is the point of the game. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, straight people that are just looking for a gimmick. They're just trying to stand out, do mm-hmm. anything to make mm-hmm. make headlines or, or swindle a couple people. Maybe this, maybe this is just a, a straight couple that has a little too much time on their hands. Interesting. Okay. So, I will tell you, this couple, uh, the person who did the post is a person named Pam. Pam is a bride. Of course her name's Pam. Of course her name's Pam. Nantucket. They're going to <laughs> Nantucket. I know it. Pam is marrying... Terry. I'm kidding. Oh, I was like, if you say Terry right now, I'm going to lose myself. Pam is marrying Edward. Edward. That's right. They're crazy. They are a pair of straights that are getting married at some point. The interesting thing about this is they're planning for a honeymoon that they're going to take seemingly before the wedding that they say is going to be a hit. That's not a honeymoon. That's, That's not a vacation. Honey- That's a vacation. Absolutely right. And they're saying the, the, the wedding's going to be a hit. We'll come back and ask you for more money then. Are you high? <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm probably. Um, prob- this was probably exactly. a high idea. Listen, a high idea. Oh this God. was a couple of bong hits in. They were like, yo, Listen. Pam, 
I would I would be on Kickstarter <laughs> asking for my money back. back. That's oh, when you so write bad. to customer service and you say I'm being swindled. Absolutely. And they actually sometimes Kickstarter will do it. To, yeah, no, they'll it depends. be like, oh no, this is some BS. We're not gonna do this. Because there are people swindling each other on on GoFundMe and Kickstarter one all of, the damn time. One of them was for uh Trump's border wall. Uh they did like this fundraising campaign yeah, I remember that. millions of dollars and then changed what they were gonna do with the money. And Kickstarter said, Oh hell to the no. Yeah. Um Emmy, you had a question that you wanted to ask that you that someone you saw on social media or something before we have to go to break here. It was an interesting question. So uh, read it for us and we'll let people think about it. Well, in light of daylight savings, yeah. came across this. It said, if a baby's born at 1.59 a.m. Oh, and its Lord. twin is born two minutes later, but the clocks went back, so now it's 1.01 a.m., which is older because one is born, uh, one born second will be older on paper, but the one born first is actually two minutes older. They were standing on a block of ice. <laughs> what? <laughs> 12 minutes. <laughs> They'll like, meet in Wisconsin. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a crazy question, though? Like, I don't even... I can, My I, brain is not able to compute that information right now, but I guess, I'm going to write that... Will you send that to me so yes, that I can actually read it? I because guess, I don't understand. I guess the easier answer is, you know, the one born first is older, but, like, technically, on paper, they're not. Yeah. So... Yeah, the question, it always makes for a fun story when people ask which one is the older twin. Well, funny story. You know, exactly. we were born on daylight savings time. And- Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. You and I again are in disagreement. This is the theme of the day. First, we had a beef about restaurants. What makes a restaurant a restaurant? I'm and- more of a, a chicken or lamb person, but it's fine. <laughs> Are we going to disagree on that? You said beef. So okay. I was beef. Can we agree that that was a bad joke? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're disagreeing about a proposition that Kamala Harris is now making. By the way, Kamala Harris not doing great in the polls right now, but she has made headlines today because of a change she wants to make to how long people and kids in particular stay in school. I will also say uh, I'm wearing for the first time my Kamala Harris dude gotta go. Dude gotta t-shirt. go. Um, I'm wearing it today, coincidentally, at, at the very least. So, um, yes. There's a story comes from Axios. Uh, Kamala Harris introduces bill to extend the school day by three hours. So seemingly, school days would end now at six o'clock. I, when you first hear it, you're like, holy no. snikes. But the more I think about it, the more I think this is a really great idea. Um, the article, uh, Kamala says in a statement, my bill provides an innovative solution that will help reduce the burden of childcare on working families. It is time we modernize the school schedule to better meet the needs of our students and their families. You remember like a week ago, we were talking about how the school schedule, like with summers off and all that, is based on like the farming schedule of like, you know, hundreds of years ago or whatever. And how like it's 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 built around what we used to do. And like most children aren't living on farms. Most people aren't living on farms. So. Looking at this, she says that um, the, the, the in the statement, she says the proposed Family Friendly Schools Act would award five year grants of up to five million dollars for schools to, quote, develop high quality, culturally relevant, linguistically acceptable, developmentally appropriate academic, athletic or enrichment opportunities for students. The first of its kind pilot program is designed to help low income and working families who can't afford to pay for childcare. It would give schools resources to stay open during the school year for the entire workday and invest more than a billion dollars in enriching summer learning programs, but it would not force teachers to work longer hours for less pay. 
it would not force teachers Correct. to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they would be getting paid more. Right. Or they, they wouldn't have to work more hours. There would either be some kind of supplemental staff, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm inferring from what that says. It says the bill does not mandate how schools implement the program so long as they stay open until six. Harris's spokeswoman, Megan Lynch, told Fox News that schools have the flexibility to determine what works best for their community and the students and their families. All right. If, I mean... Kamala Harris, I know that she needs to make some kind of a change in order to kind of reroute how her campaign is going. Uh, if kids could vote, this would put her out of the race immediately. Well, if kids could vote, like pizza would be the national ho- the national food. And, yes. Like, I mean, all that. Like, that would be great. That's why kids can't vote. Uh, well, but I like, think that they should be able to vote. But I think this is great because either we would have to pay teachers more or we would be offsetting the work with other staff, right? Kids would not have to spend so much time at home by themselves trying to figure out homework. They could do it at school in this after school time. They could because most parents don't even know how to do their kids homework. Right. And their siblings hopefully might. But siblings don't want to help the other siblings do homework. You wouldn't have to worry about so much daycare. And like people can't yeah, even but, afford that. But, and there's less after school shenanigans. Kids are probably going to be safer. Like, after school shenanigans are what being a kid is all about. That's what I'm saying is that if Allie, you're going to you spend five? Ten, yes, <laughs> if you're going to spend 10 hours in school, there goes your whole childhood. You know how tired adults are that they go to work for eight hours a day. I mean, some of these people don't leave work until six o'clock. They don't get home until 730. And exactly. then you basically just have dinner and then you go to bed and you don't so have any quality have, time to spend with your family. So then you have your kid in daycare that you can't afford okay but then some people this should be an option to have a, a, an extra it, period it or an extra class it, this bill does not mandate how schools will implement the program so it's not like school like you have to do this but like if school stays open until six and kids can stay there they can eat the other big part of this for me is like so many kids the only meal they eat is at school and it's breakfast and lunch right so many kids don't have food at home or they don't have healthy food at home and so they this would give them access to being able to probably have like a later meal at at school to help kids get nutrition Um, and I also think about when Jamie Kennedy had this television show like Food Revolution on ABC he was going into schools to like change the school lunches just to make them like better healthier food and then Michelle Obama had the Let's Move campaign which was about exercise and also like getting better school um, food but like people were enraged about the idea of their kids eating vegetables for lunch. They were like, give us back our pizza. Like people were outrageously upset about it. Well, you know why they get upset, though, is because the kids complain and then they don't want to hear their kids complain. So then they complain. I, it's just like, like your I kid complaining eat, is part of being a parent. I'm like, hungry because I didn't want to eat broccoli at lunch. And then they're going to be like, well, now it's my problem. So I'm going to turn around and be at the school and be like, why aren't you giving my kids what they want? It's just that it's the common problem that parents have where they don't want to hear it from their kids. So then they go complain to the school. I mean, sure. But like your kid complaining is a part of being a parent. Like That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm agreeing yeah, yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I just think that if we reword it and don't say, hey, I'm just going to extend everyone's school day to 10 hours. That's not a second line. I mean, it's not a sexy line to kids who can't vote, but it might be to parents. I bet you if you had a kid, you'd feel very differently about this. All right. All kids going to boarding school. Vote for it now. Sunny Hostin on The View this morning. We're going to play some clips from The View a little bit later. She was like, if I didn't have kids in high school, I would completely disagree with this. But now that I do have them, I'm completely for it. And I think that is really the perspective of a lot of parents that would probably be like, if my kid had somewhere to be, I would love that. Get my kid out of the house. Out. Exactly. Oh, the joys of parenting. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. 
What are we doing? All right. <laughs> uh, so on Tuesday, we told you it was election day and some interesting things came out of that. It was a really good night for Democrats, obviously, in Kentucky and Virginia specifically. Uh, Kentucky got a new governor that even that race has been a little bit interesting because they're trying to Republicans are obviously not happy about it and trying to see what they can do to make this not work. Well, they're trying to do a recount, right? Well, they what's interesting is it's called a recanvas, which is a word I hadn't heard before. Which oh, is no. Them, Canvassing's horrible. I know, right? Um, recanvassing means they want to like reprint all of the documents about like what the numbers were and recount those which seemingly wouldn't have much of a change but that's what they can do and then there was someone else saying like well you know the Kentucky legislature can change this if in the recount and something like that and Democrats are going to have to fight against that but seemingly Democrats are going to be they're going to hold the next governor seat there quickly I know we have a lot of information to get to I'm going to make a sports reference Uh-oh. I think that <laughs> in 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 football if you don't like the way that a play has turned out, you can challenge the ruling. Yeah. But if the challenge doesn't go your way, you lose a timeout. Mm, yes. So I think there should be some kind of a penalty like that if you decide to have a re-canvas or a recount or whatever it is. Be like, all right, everybody, yeah. spend all this time and money rechecking. And I, then when it doesn't go your way, it's just like, well, whatever. There has to be some kind of consequence. Yeah, I was prepared to disagree with you on this just because it was a sports <laughs> reference. But I actually think that's actually not a bad idea. Thank you. I don't know what the consequence could be, but there should be some kind of a consequence for calling this if it seems frivolous. Yeah, yeah. Eating a ghost pepper. There you go. Uh, all the Republicans There'd have to eat a ghost so pepper. So many Republicans eating a ghost the, pepper. Like the entire House and Senate have to eat a house pepper. <laughs> I, uh, a, a ghost pepper. A house pepper. A house pepper is probably even worse because it's like that sounds like something that has dust on it from like the corners of the room <laughs> it's or something. Just a ghost pepper that's under someone's couch. There you go. A ghost house pepper. Um, well, so the deal is um, now that. The Kentucky Dems um, have, you know, gotten the governorship there. And Virginia, their whole House and Senate are now democratically controlled. Uh, well, once the, the new term takes office, um, it's going to be interesting because that means that Democrats can seemingly get a lot of different things done that they couldn't get done before. Right. Um, and this uh, article comes from HuffPost and it says, yes, Virginia, women could finally get equal rights amendment. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because, in Virginia? In Virginia. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the liberals are, are running the show there now but also there's seemingly some other things that they could be getting done as well so you start to kind of wonder like what all could they get accomplished there oh well, well i mean women and and uh, lgbt people could get uh some rights i mean that'd be let's not cool. get crazy like, <laughs> but uh and article- people of color well and what about the abortion bills was the was that something that was passed in these states um, because i know that the there were several states where they had the the heartbeat the the heartbeat law i think that was in georgia oh if I'm not mistaken. that's right okay but i will say that um i believe virginia if i'm not mistaken a few years ago there was um a an abortion law that said like you had to get an ultrasound or something um that you that was not medically necessary mm. but it was kind of a deterrent i want to say that was in virginia but don't hold me to that um this article says that uh apparently for the first time in a generation democrats are now going to hold like i said both um houses and of the state legislature clearing the way for a bunch of progressive policies including raising the minimum wage and enacting tougher gun laws and the path is so clear for virginia's democratic lawmakers to pass equal rights amendments which they have been eager to do it would make Virginia a crucial 38th state to ratify the measure, clearing the three-fourths threshold needed um, to clear the Constitution. So this is talking about how if you want an amendment to the Constitution, you have to get so many states to say yes as well. It's not just about um, getting the House and the Senate to do it. Like You have to have uh, 
uh, three fourths uh, of the states to say yes to it as well to make an amendment to the I federal constitution. See. It says currently women do not have equal protection under the law, and at this point, readers may be thinking, "Wait, what? Wait, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, we don't have e. Wait." It says right now, perhaps surprisingly to many, women's rights in the U.S. are a cobbled together mishmash of various laws retrofitted to offer limited rights, which basically means like there's not an amendment to the constitution that gives women equal rights. It's a bunch of like band aids that we've put together as it's opposed just like to this. Yeah, we'll just do bundle this crap, this language, and just garble de gook and exactly. just stack it to on make there it work, to make and, it work. And we'll tape it together and it'll hold together until it doesn't anymore. Okay, we no. Let's, exactly. Okay, no. But we have the same thing for the voting rights um, for, for you know, black and brown folks and, and like voting rights laws. That's why it still has to kind of get voted on every uh, so often to make sure that it upholds like it's not something I that see. is protected. So, okay, so that, that, that Band-Aid thing makes sense because then somebody, there could p- potentially be a crack in yeah. there and that's why you have these these other laws that keep getting put up to be passed exactly. so you can put more band-aids on it so it doesn't completely fall apart exactly huh. um, so like I remember during the Bush the Bush 43 uh, administration um, there was a the Voting Rights Act was coming up and it was like Y'all recognize y'all could lose your right to vote if this doesn't right. go through Congress, right? Whoa. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, seemingly this Virginia uh, getting you know their House and Senate Democratic has much more ramifications for the country um, because Virginia would you know um, seemingly be that last state that would be needed to ratify something like this if everything goes as expected. So they'd be able to pass more equal rights laws within the state, but then also on a federal level, it's going to help seemingly Democrats if it were t- if it were to um, find its way to. Uh, the the national you know conversation about whether or not we would be amending the Constitution. It says thanks to the legal work of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, before joining the Supreme Court, the High Court has looked into the Fourteenth Amendment to protect women from discrimination. But even under that measure, which was passed after the Civil War um, and meant to protect the rights of formerly enslaved Americans, discrimination against women does not receive the same level of scrutiny as it does when levied against <sighs> African Americans or other protected wow, groups. Wow, interesting, very fascinating yeah. stuff. RBG is the best and I think that when when she does go the way we need to make a statue which seemingly will never happen I mean I hope it never happens yeah. we should just make a bionic woman out of her just if anything goes wrong with a certain organ just replace it with a prosthetic or bionic one and just like Listen, make it so that she's the first like Terminator woman I, I would be completely here for the ro- for her to be like made into a robot R-B-G. or whatever exactly. as long as her her voting capabilities are still right yeah. like, let's get it as long it. as she can still hold a gavel she'd probably be here for that too yeah I think she'd, she'd be, be like well alright I'm down <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Now is one of my favorite parts of the show because we get to talk about people who are possibly coming out of the closet in 2019. I know 2019 is closing in on us fast. And then, you know, when the new year starts, we have to draft a whole fresh set of uh, uh People for and people and athletes and uh, celebrities and <laughs> and musical artists and generally humans and generally humans yeah that we think are gonna well maybe we could go non-human too uh, for the gay draft of 2020 go for it and uh, I when we did the draft it was just before you got here Jarrett and I had dra- we also drafted historical figures or people who are no longer living mm. so that's why I find it very interesting in this edition of Closet Watch. 
closet. I really was hoping he was going to just do that. <laughs> From last week. Who do we have here? Well, potentially a very, very famous singer by the name of Whitney Houston. Yes. Hello, Whitney. How's it going? Well, not necessarily gay gay, but... Her best friend, Robin Crawford, has now recalled their past relationship. And apparently this is not new news, but she's being open about it and talking more in detail about specifically their first kiss, saying it was, quote, long and slow like honey. So this story is something that, at the very least, black folks have been talking about for decades. However... It's never really gotten like real confirmation. Like everyone has known Robin for a long time as kind of hanging around the the Whitney entourage, if you will. Um, the documentaries have kind of touched on it in varying ways. Um, there have been multiple pieces that have come out about Whitney Houston since uh, her death. I think there have been two documentaries and maybe two films as well, um, scripted films. And so this is not something that is like out of the blue or like that is shocking to a lot of people. But to, this is the first time that robin has like come out and really like come out obviously pun, uh, pun uh. recognized but not intended uh, um and come out and like actually said something about this and talked about what their relationship was um we, from the documentaries that we've seen and like the reporting that we've heard robin was actually a big rift between bobby and whitney in their relationship Ooh. there was a big like fight between the two of them and robin ended up leaving whitney's life um and you know there was a, a lot of tension between uh robin and, and bobby so then I wonder what would have happened if Whitney had ended up with Robin instead of Bobby. Would her whole life been have been different? Well, it was interesting is her mom, Sissy Houston, has always denied that there was any kind of like queer or attachment or um, attraction. Um, she's always been like very resistant to this conversation. And so I could imagine that Whitney would have known what her mom would have thought or felt about this. They come from a very religious family like that just was not going to be the move. Uh. So I imagine that that never felt like a real option for Whitney. Says Houston, this is according to Robin Crawford's new memoir, A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston. She says that they fell in love the first summer that they met in 1980. Crawford was 19. Whitney, just 17. They were both counselors at a summer camp. Oh, summer camp. That's where it all starts. It makes so much sense. This is the stuff that, you know, we talk about that anonymous book that was written. This is corroborated automatically. Summer camp, romance, believable. I mean... Yeah. She totally. says, we wanted to be together and it was just us. The physical part of our friendship happened long along the way and it was just as beautiful. We were on a journey together and we were connected. We talked and talked and then all of a sudden, I'm available to do this audiobook, by the way. We were to face to <laughs> You're like, no, that's not I, I'm happening. I'm sure they're on, they were like, oh, is she available? Ooh, what white yeah. woman can we get to read this? <laughs> the first kiss was long and slow, like honey. As we eased out of it, my nerves shot up and my heart beat furiously. Something was happening between us. So I wrote about Whitney in Essence. Um, 
I guess this was maybe like a year and a half ago um, when the documentary came out. This was July of last year. Uh, and in the film, the documentary, uh, Ricky Minor, who people would know as the music director from American Idol and uh, Dancing with the Stars, he's done a lot of really, and he was also uh, on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno as their music director. In the documentary, he said, quote, Whitney was what we call, what we would call now fluid, um, saying that, you know, she kind of, you know, went back and forth. Uh, yeah. in, in the piece, I, I wrote that Whitney's brother, Gary, discusses the relationship with the woman he refers to as having something evil and wicked, uh, saying he tried to keep Robin away from Whitney, um, but to little avail. Pat Houston, Whitney's sister-in-law and executive of her estate, told told me um, of the relationship. The family doesn't pay attention to that as much as the world does. And if the family doesn't, the film certainly did. Robin's contentious relationship with John Houston, Whitney's father, and her long-term friction with Bobby uh, take up a solid portion of that documentary. And they really talk about how that relationship um, ended up being a, a difficult thing for people to deal with. Um well, I need to watch the documentaries and the book. I am fascinated by yeah. this. And I have not known Robin Crawford before this day, but I'm looking at her picture and she looks very Channel Kiwi. <laughs> I mean, yes, Robin definitely gives off the, the lesbian She's vibe. She's got a lot of great butch energy. I love it. And I think this is such a, I mean, to be the one, to be like, I hooked, I... I was the one who hooked up with Whitney Houston. I was the one girl. Like, that is some weird lesbian thing where it's like, if you can be the one hookup that the straight girl has, yeah, you're like, well, yeah, I did it. I penetrated the the whatever. Wow. Not not that. <laughs> that yes. Not that. There's none of that. But you know the what force I mean? Field. Yes, you broke um, through. Well, I. what's also interesting to me about the relationship with Robin, though, as I'm even looking back at the piece that I wrote, as, uh, it says it seems to have been not only a partnership that helped balance Whitney, but the relationship's demise, as we see it unfold oh. in the silver screen, launched the renowned singer into the beginning of a dark period that followed the singer to the end of her life. And like no. really, yeah, the her breaking up with Robin, the <gasps> way it's told in the documentary, really seems like what really took Whitney into an ugly place. Um, Whitney not, was in love with Robin. Yeah, she was in love with Robin, and then when they broke up, she never got over it, and that was the her downfall. That's horrible. This is a lesbian love story gone wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean that that is definitely part of what you get from the Whitney Houston documentary <gasps> that her not being able to be with Robin and Robin like leaving her life really really had a major impact. Uh, on Whitney. What an emotional closet watch. Yeah. Close that closet. Close that closet <laughs> we'll up. We'll be right I'm back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Now is the part of the show that I was not really looking forward to. <laughs> I sometimes I say oh, ah, ah. sometimes I, <laughs> Jarrett goes into. Uh, 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 the evil cackle. Yeah, the evil. The, I, I, I don't, I don't have the right words for it. But you know those toys at, um, at the hot, at the spirit store mm -hmm. that you oh, press yeah, a button. Oh yeah, the skeleton. Like, yeah, the yeah, skeleton yeah, yeah, yeah. things that just go the oh, ha, 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 when you walk by. Uh, that was a horrible way of explaining that. But <laughs> here is what's about to happen, and I'll give you a little bit of context. In the studio right now is a jar of pickled ghost peppers. And yes, they let's are. back up to me saying things without thinking about them first. <laughs> I have, uh, for the past few days, I just launched a crowdfunding campaign for my pilot, Butch Palfa the Straight Gal. We have shot it. It is sitting in the editing bay. It just needs a little more money to get finished. We released the trailer yesterday. It's been dropped and it's doing very well. So if you'd like to check it out, 
at Butch Pal Series wherever you, uh, you know, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook. All, uh, our accounts can all be found at Butch Pal Series. You can also contribute to the campaign and support us if you want to at ButchPalSeries.com. Now, you know you've ru- you've run your own campaigns before. Raising money can always be a challenge. I decided to up the stakes a little bit, and I decided to just kind of throw out there, hey, if we hit five grand by the end of the day, I'm going to eat a ghost pepper on live stream. I do this was at 5 p.m. last night. I really did. We were like $900 away from that goal. So I was like, you know what? Everyone's like done for the day. They're probably not really on social media that much anymore. This is probably going to be fine, but maybe it'll entice people. Who knows? Mm-hmm. We hit the 6,000 mark within the next hour. <laughs> so I responded right after that. And I was like, whoa, that was fast a lot faster than i thought and then i thought hey you know what maybe no one's gonna notice and then of course several people have followed up wondering when i'm going to eat this pepper i didn't even know how to get a hold of a ghost pepper but ginger justin wow suddenly sprung into action and was able to find one on short notice so what do we have sitting on the table right now and then we'll talk about how i'm gonna eat it I'm sorry, I'm getting ready for news because I'm excited because this is going to happen. We have Dave's Gourmet Whole Ghost Peppers. So hot, they're spooky. I love the... uh, So hot, they're spooky. Because they're ghost peppers. Um, It says, keep away from eyes, children, (gasps) and pets. Not for people... Even, it gets better. Not for people with heart or respiratory problems. Oh, no. Um, If I think I'm getting sick, is this a bad thing to eat? No, it probably it'll probably open up all the sinuses and stuff real quick. Um, it also, <laughs> but it'll burn my throat. Yeah, but hey, it's gluten free and sh- no preservatives, <laughs> so you got that going for you. They should also add what is it? Eyes, children, and what? Eyes, children, and pets. They should also add genitals. I'm sure that's probably a good call. They you should just uh, probably don't want them touching your good good. No, we should call them and tell them to that add that. That would be bad because bad. I've made that mistake before. So, uh, how are we going to do this, Allie? So. I'm going to eat one of those ghost peppers while I do the news that are lose at headline selection. You're going to take a bite out of. You're going to take a bite for each headline that you either news or lose. Oh, I okay. I'm going to take a. <laughs> you a got bite. five bites to take. I have five. Okay, regardless, I have five bites to take. I'm going to yes. take one bite for each story. Yep. And then I'm going to decide whether we news it or lose it. And this is going to be live streamed, I believe, from our account at DTS Show and from my account at Butch Pal Series. So if you follow either of those, you're going to want to be listening. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... Lose it or lose it. All right. Things are about to get a little interesting. Okay, wait. I need help opening. <laughs> Maybe a little spicy. Allie is getting ready to... Here, hand it to me. I can't. Hand, I can't I can't, do it. I can't. My hands are Guess you're not tiny. the butch pal you thought you were, I, aren't you? I know. I need a butch pal to um, open this. I don't want any of that oil on my hands because that'll even kill me. Okay. Uh, it's time for uh, news that are losing headlines. Allie, you've got a bell. Ooh, and, and a can of peppers. Wait. Can you smell it already? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Allie, I've got headlines. Every time I give you a headline, you've got to take a bite. Are you ready? <laughs> no. I'm so sorry that you have to do this. No, you did this to yourself. I this did. Is a I did it to myself. Okay, okay. Here's the first one. First things first. The Since 8 star Brian J. Smith has just come out. What? Who? <laughs> 
<laughs> Brian J. Smith from Sensei has just come out. Oh, um, okay. Anytime someone wants to come out, I'm down for that. Take Music. a bite and ring the bell. Ring the bell. There you go. She just took the first bite. <gasps> uh, we're also <laughs> we're also streaming this on our Instagram Live for DTS Show uh, and on Allie's Instagram Live, so you can see it happening as it happens. Uh, okay. Whoa! A new study says your meanest friend could actually be the one who cares about you the most. All right, take a bite. Yikes. All right. Uh, the word genius. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so bad for you. Okay. The word genius.com word of the day is winsome. Winsome. W-I-N-S-O-M-E. Lose it. Okay. Um, uh, I was hoping the word was going to be restaurant. Oh, <laughs> I hate you, Justin. Lose it! Take this bite. Uh, All right. Um, oh, my God. Okay. oh, my God, you guys. Ah! All right. The Frozen 2 soundtrack to feature Panic at the Disco and some other bold music choices. I don't even know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> All right. The Met Museum has... Someone commented and said, why do I have milk? I need to have milk. We'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> um, the Met Museum has announced the next theme for the upcoming Met Gala. <laughs> oh, no. You can barely even get up. One more bite. Come on. You can do this. This is Come the biggest on. bite. This is... Well, you got two more left, so... Oh, I have two more stories left? <laughs> Really? Sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, you're giving me six? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was the fifth one. Okay. You got it. Okay. All right. I love that you're actually counting, though, through the pain. <laughs> All right. That's, <laughs> that's five bites, four stories. <laughs> That Allie's, has all the seeds in it because it's at the bottom. Allie's going to have <laughs> a good time while you listen to music. We're coming right back. Okay. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Allie? Allie, are you there? No. How you feeling? I'm feeling... it. This is really hot. Like, usually, I think I try hot things, and I'm like, okay, this is permeating through every part of my tongue. Te- I think my teeth are hot. <laughs> the so depths sorry. of my throat are hot. I... Every gland in my mouth is burning right oh. now. It's really painful. And then if I lick my lips, my lips start burning. Oh, so don't do that. And I'm not, I have to go wash my hands too, because I can't touch my eyes or my privates. Why, why would you be, never, I don't want you to answer that. Okay. Here, I'll well, give you some they, hand sanitizer. Everyone has radio rituals. <laughs> I don't know that one, okay. Um... Let's just right. go through these stories. Let's do this. Quietly. Um, if you have seen the show since eight, you might know Brian J. Smith. Um, he is uh, probably best known for that series. And he it's a very uh, sexual show on Netflix. There's a lot of sex in that show. But he hasn't opened up about his own sexuality <sighs> until now. Smith has publicly come out in a, contra- in a cover story uh, for Attitude talking about the hardship of growing up queer in Texas. He says he was terrified uh, at school. I really couldn't fit in anywhere. I wasn't a jock or a nerd. Um, forget about any LGBTQ unions or groups. There was absolutely nothing. I was completely alone. I heard all the names. 
names I cannot say on the radio. Yeah, uh, Smith says he was never able to fully be himself and said, quote, constantly having to check himself and make sure he wasn't looking at someone too long or making someone feel uncomfortable. He says he was extremely careful about sharing his identity, something he said still reverberates to this day. A lot of my work is about that. The things that move me as an actor are those echoes that come up. So, um Really interesting. Yeah. I uh, think about that when you when he says specifically. Oh, sorry, it's really hard for me to concentrate. Um, when specifically when you're checking out other people, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I do or that people do in general, completely subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So that's just a dead giveaway if anybody is in the closet or anyone's trying to cover up their sexuality or anything like that. Their side eye will always give it away. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's just something that, and I probably check women out subconsciously and just like, oh, look at the, oh, nice. Like, not that I'm going to do anything, not right. that I'm going to flirt or even let it go that far, but, oh, but seeing, <laughs> seeing someone who's hot, so hot, so, so hot, a really hot, fiery mouth. hot, just really hot, then uh, you just kind of glance mm-hmm. without even realizing it and if someone else is glancing at you they know that you're checking that person out and they know your secret right then and there my strategy is just let you talk as much as I you want said, to because i feel like it might help you to, to uh, cool off a little bit and not I don't, think about it no i've tried the banana sriracha chips which did not help thanks very much Jarrett. those well, are also justin hot. bought them but i told you like they're kind of spicy in the aftertaste they hit I you in the back had, of the throat I, yes they do i had some strawberries that did not help and i don't want to drink this water because apparently that makes it worse so i'm just Yikes. sitting here burning i'm so sorry and more news it or lose it is on the way <laughs> yes it is we've got more coming up ali's gonna continue to try and live over here yes i am uh and you got three more stories coming up okay drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q ali how you doing over there i'm actually recovering yeah, yeah i think we had some time just now <laughs> I, I had a moment to compose myself i'm ready to go my stomach feels like it's burning now. It's traveled down my esophagus it's and into be my stomach. Really fun coming out the other end. Uh, okay, so so that's your a tease for tomorrow's <laughs> show. <laughs> All right. So this headline says your meanest friend could actually be the one who cares about you the most, according to a study. Um, I was I looked into this study a little bit more, and the study came out in 2017, but it's kind of like catching some steam, I guess. A little uh, more people talking about it now because it's getting shared on Facebook. Uh, it says scientists have found that your meanest friend could be the most honest person in your life, hence the one who cares about you the most, according to the research. Friends who gave negative feelings, uh, friends who gave negative feelings, only impose what is beneficial to their friend. The study also explains how people can be cruel in order to be kind. Ah, like the song. I I think that this is something, though, that the other friend doesn't like. Yeah. And that can be, because, you know, you're you're friends with someone for long enough, and you kind of know their tricks, you know that the things they need to work on, sort of like any relationship, right? Uh, And then, naturally, in, in romantic relationships, too, and in friendships, you can get critical of each other, because you know all of their BS. So if you call them out on the BS, it can be helpful, but it can also make the person upset or hate themselves. It says the study suggests that the real reason behind their mean and negative behavior is because they care. The leading researcher of the study um, explains that the people who deeply care about other people can be cruel at times, making the other person feel worse in a bad situation, but this behavior comes from a good place and that they only become mean in order to be kind. In order to conduct the survey, the survey, um, 
the researchers gathered participants and asked them to imagine being in someone else's bad situation like a breakup and predicting how they would react if they were in their shoes. The study reached the conclusion that people who em- em- emphasize... They literally. This is great. Well, the article has a typo in it, and I'm like trying to read through that. Oh, you blame now. You're blaming the journalists. You're thanking them one day and blaming them the next. People who empathize more uh, generate stronger negative feelings and emotions as a way of covering the feelings of hurt inflicted because of their supposedly uh, the supposed friend's heartbreak in that in the scenario. So that was interesting. So if I go to a friend of mine or my wife or whoever and they say does this shirt look good on me and it looks like crap mm-hmm. and and then we're all going to go out and party for the night am i supposed to be the good friend and say no that looks like crap please change or am i supposed to be the person that says oh no you look so great fire you're, fire you're supposed to just be yourself and and do whatever feels no, right for you that's also. not right that's not that's <laughs> not the right answer the people at the met museum have announced next year's met gala theme um every year at the met museum they have a big exhibition and to open up the exhibition they have the met gala um and it's a big fundraiser that supports the Met Museum. Um, They say the 2020 exhibition will trace more than a century and a half of fashion from 1870 to the present along a disruptive timeline as a part of the Met's 150th anniversary celebration. Um, They call it About Time, Fashion and Duration. So it'll be about fashion through um, I guess the last 150 years, which is kind of interesting. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it says it will explore how clothes generate temporal associations that conflate past, present, and future. Virginia Woolf will serve as the ghost narrator of the of the exhibition um cool thing the people on the committee for it this year will be meryl streep and lin-manuel miranda oh they'll be the host committee for it yeah uh i was really hoping that the theme this year was going to be memes but (laughs) okay or like cat gifs Uh, i wish they would get a little more specific other than just just like really specific yeah. yeah. I would just love to see what these fashionistas do with kind of a funny theme rather than just like outlandishness or what was the one last year? It was like extra or something. Uh, camp was last oh, year. Oh, camp. Yeah. yeah. The and, exhibition in the Met was beautiful. Like I went into it and I was trying to understand like what they were talking about when they said camp, like what it meant to them. Um, but the exhibition is really, really cool when you go inside it. They've got all of these like outrageous costumes and things in there. It's really beautiful. So people are going to be going back in time and wearing like, uh, you know, corsets and... I don't know. Like, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they interpret that. Like I guess you can... bone. Yeah. Yeah, the bone old bone instead, corset, yeah. the whale bones is what they yes, used to use there. Yeah. So that'll be really cool. Finally, Frozen 2 is coming out, and they've got some uh, big names that they're bringing to the music uh, for this year. This is Panic at the Disco song, uh, Into the Unknown. Into the Unknown! Into the Unknown! Into the Unknown! Okay, so, so if you can belt your ass off, you get a song in Unfrozen, Frozen. right? So um, they say that Panic at the Disco will perform Into the Unknown, one of the songs from the composers, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, while the credits roll at the end of the film. In the movie, though, and Idina Mazel will sing this song. Uh, Demi okay, Lovato. Okay, because this sounds like something she would say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Demi Lovato did the cover of Let It Go, which I actually didn't really enjoy. No. I, I'm a Demi Lovato fan, but I didn't enjoy her cover for Let It Go. When is the, the cover pressure. better? 
Um, well, like I love like with Beauty and the Beast. Um, I think they that's did the only Celine one, Dion though. and Peebo Bryson for Aladdin, uh, A Whole New World, Peebo Bryson, and uh, oh, don't get me. Okay, to anyone other than Peebo Bryson? I well, nothing. I don't, right, I don't nothing. Know. Yeah. There's always a remake or a cover that's that's played during the credits, and that's always the one they Regina play Bell. on. The, it's on Regina the, Bell and Peebo Bryson. Okay, yeah. but then they play that one. That's the one that they always play, like yeah. on albums and on the radio and stuff. And you're like, I don't want this one. Give me the real one. I yeah. want the real thing. Well, I want Angela Lounsbury. Sometimes <laughs> other artists on the soundtrack include Casey Musgrave singing "All Is Found" and Weezer will be singing "Lost in the Woods." Additional songs include uh, titles "Some Things Never Change." When I am older and show yourself, the sequel's uh, going to be released. The sequel soundtrack is going to come out on November fifteenth, and in this version of the film, Elsa is drawn to her past, wondering where her ice powers came from. So it'll be interesting to see. So she's not gay. I don't know. Uh, you know, there's always been this conversation that Elsa might be a big les. Well, there was there was a a, a movement that people were trying to say it was a hashtag give Elsa yeah. a girlfriend. It was yeah. a huge hashtag. And then I thought somebody had confirmed that there was going to be some kind of a lesy storyline, but it doesn't seem. I don't know. The guy from Panic at the Disco, Brendan Yuri, he is pansexual, I believe. So maybe if they have more queer people on the album, it's indicative so that maybe they would. The story from Newsweek headline said, "Will Elsa have a?" girlfriend in Frozen 2 director response to gay rumors and apparently I remember people talking about this um, and uh, the director of the film says I love everything people are saying and people are thinking about our film that it's creating dialogue this that Elsa is this wonderful character that speaks to so many people it means the world to us the world to us that we're part of these conversations we're going with it we have tons of conversations about it and we're really conscientious about these things that being said no uh, he just kind of like dances around it, I guess. It says, um, uh, she'll tell me every day. Yeah, it doesn't say that she's yeah. going to be gay. We love I'm that guessing. you're asking that question. Moving Bye. on. Exactly, yeah. So it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, God. but I guess we'll find out. I, I, I feel like if they were going to do that, we would know. We're ready for a gay princess. I'm ready. There we go. All right, more Drop the Subject coming up right after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Allie, we talked about this. We like whether it was trending last night or yesterday while we were on there, I should say, um, about rapper that I adore. I love him too. I really like T.I. I love T.I. sometimes. I think he has like the best set of purchased teeth I've ever seen. Mm. Um, And he's really handsome and smart and like politically active. I like that he raps so fast. He's he is in the news right now because of a ridiculous story that was trending yesterday yeah it says i can't even believe this headline um we can say all this on the radio yeah no we can but i just i'm taken aback by it the headline says ti escorts his daughter to the gynecologist every year to check if her hymen is intact yeah so he said uh i guess this was in a recent podcast he said not only have we had the conversation we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen and yes i go with her he said he mentioned after her 16th birthday he quote put a sticky note on her door and said gyno tomorrow 9 30 so we'll go and we'll sit down and the doctor comes and talks and the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism. And he's like, you know, sir, I have to in order to share information. And I'm like, Deja, you know, they want you to sign this so we can share information. Is there anything that you would not want me to know? See, see, doc, there ain't no problem. So that's what he's saying is he's there in the room with the doctor when they're sharing the information. So I think this is problematic in about 168 different ways. Oh, let's start um, with number one. <laughs> 
Right. I But I also think it's important. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that I thought was just so smart and I wanted to, to share it. Someone was talking about this. They say men like T.I. just lack basic logic. You're OK with your son having sex prior to marriage, but not your daughter. But your son can only have sex with girls because you're definitely not OK with him being gay. But who can your son have sex with if girls shouldn't be having sex? And it's like. A, a circular thing, right? Like yeah, We have right. all of these things about what boys should be doing, but girls shouldn't be doing, but also what boys shouldn't be doing and what girls should be... You know what I mean? It's no, ridiculous. I, it's very true. And I think that women are... I mean, especially in other... Uh, like, in cultures hundreds of years ago, it was... The hymen was the indicator of whether or not you were pure, whether you were chaste, whether you were worthy of a man. Mm-hmm. And if you had broke... If that was broken, and which... I will say that doesn't always happen during sex. Say if if a woman's hymen is broken in a different way, right? Then all of a sudden they're completely undesirable and not worthy of a man, and they're dirty and they're disgusting. But you're right; we don't have that same standard for men. So men can go do whatever, and they don't get the quote dirty or. It's the same thing with the word slut. It's like men are promiscuous or men are players, but women are sluts if yeah. they if they enjoy sex with multiple people. Well, I guess for me, it also completely ignores, and you started to touch on this, like the various ways that people can, that women's hymens can be broken, obviously with like self-pleasure, but also with the use of tampons and toys and all those different things. But well, also- And horseback riding. I've actually heard that before. Horseback yeah. riding is a big one. Um, but there's an article in Rolling Stone um, whose headline says- uh, it isn't just TI. Virginity testing is a worldwide problem. It says virginity testing usually takes the form of a two-finger test, which involves a oh. physician inserting fingers. Ah. Exactly. We mm. don't have to finish mm. that. Um, but it says, although an intact hymen is by no means a reliable indicator of virginity, it's as not. TI himself pointed out, it is viewed as such a very it, it is viewed as such in various cultures around the world, such as India, Turkey, Egypt, and South Africa. Although the test is most frequently associated with determining a woman's eligibility for marriage. It has been used for other purposes as well. In Indonesia, for instance, the test is used to determine female applicants' suitability for the police force. What? Exactly. So, like, this kind of thing is, like, so anti-woman. It's so anti-feminist. It is so problematic. Um, I really, really hope that, like, this starts a conversation for people that, like, T.I. can do better. um, Because it's just, it is ridiculous to me. Yeah, and I wonder if something, if it has to do with pregnancy. If that affects the way that people parent men versus women. Because if men go out and do whatever... They don't necessarily, I mean, they should have to pay child support if they get somebody pregnant. But theoretically, if a woman, if their daughter is promiscuous and then gets pregnant, it's a whole different set of things that the parent has to deal, to deal with. Yeah. And I wonder if that changes how they parent and how they control their, their child's sexuality. I've just been like looking on his Twitter feeds and Instagram and like he hasn't said anything about this. Um, he hasn't like posted anything on the social media that I can see. I just really hope that like the conversation around this will have will cause him to come out and say something like oh, this is not a good idea, or oh, this is why I'm wrong in doing this. I don't expect that to happen, but I can hope for it. I at least want to hear from the daughter. Uh, uh, wh- what can she say? Help. I mean, 
clearly. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like everyone's. But like, does she have a good relationship with her dad, or is she like, oh my god, this guy is like hovering over me, and I feel like I can't live my life? I think they have a pretty good relationship, if I'm not mistaken. They have a show, uh, Ti and the Family Hustle, and that follows their family. And I, I think they have a pretty positive relationship. But that's just a little. That's a little too much for me. Yeah. No. I mean, we can have a positive relationship without Hyman talk. Exactly. All right. Well. Happy endings. Coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Allie's still kind of burning over there. I, from the I, this is covers. really not going well. <laughs> I, I feel really like this. the indigestion in the top of my stomach right now is a burning that is bad. Well, let's see if we can get you a, a t- happy ending oh. out of this. <sighs> I think my ending is not feeling very happy right now. Well, it's funny you say that, so I'll start. <clears throat> Allie may have just eaten a ghost pepper and totally ruined her insides, but look at the bright side. She'll be behaving like that influencer in a spin class when all she can text is burning fire emojis in her group text. That's true. So sorry. It's it's really not good. Do you want to hear mine? It's also burning hot pepper related. I bet it is. All right. Yes, sure. Because of my crowdfunding campaign at Butch Pal Series, I agreed to eat a ghost pepper live on the radio, and now I'm regretting it. But the good news is that if I ever want to completely change course, I can just take all the money I raised and go on a really sweet honeymoon. Ah, well played. Well played. Mm-hmm. I see what you did. That was a callback. That's- Justin, <laughs> what you got for it? I think all of our happy endings are Alley Ghost Pepper related. Really? Mm. Uh, Do we have is- a three for three? Yes. Okay. Does that mean I have to eat more ghost peppers? Yes. No. That's what that means. Uh, my happy ending is, sure, Allie may have struggled eating that ghost pepper, but the good news is P.A. Bo Bryson is going to do it next, and he's going to do it way better. P.A. Bo Bryson. That I, is delicious. Did I, did I totally butcher that? You, you saying P.A. Bo Bryson. What did, wait, what was it? P-bo it's P.A. But you said I, Piebo. I, you made it like, whatever. It what do you want from me? Forever known cat. as Piebo from this moment on. Piebo Bryson. I actually Piebo went to school Bryson. with his niece. You her, went to school with Piebo Bryson. Her name Bryson's was Deja niece? Bryson, and she was like, "Yeah, Piebo's my uncle." I was like, "Oh my god, are you Yay! serious?" <laughs> right. That's um, when somebody says I have a famous uncle, and they actually are telling the truth. Right. That's yeah. bare. That never happens. Um, Unlike you, Ali. But that's true. People Bryson's going to do it next time and it'll be better. Yes. There we go. That's a, a silver lining, if nothing else. Very solid. I mean, if People Bryson redoes anything, it's always going to be better. Anybody else? Nope. Wow. It's been a long time since we got something from People Bryson. We need to get him on the show. Yeah. Where the hell's he? Where he's done. Uh, you know what? Where are they now? Justin, we've got to work on that. We'll get People Bryson on the, the show. The pronunciation or getting him on the show? Yes. <laughs> I want to do a both. generic Beauty and the Beast. Where are they now? People Bryson, oh. the cup. Oh. I want to know where all of them are. Probably what in, a, doing. in a curio cabinet somewhere. <laughs> um, that is At a, a garage show. sale. Yeah, exactly. On with Etsy. Chris Brown yeah. with weed in it. <laughs> um, we've got to say goodbye. We thank you all for listening, uh, for tuning in. Make sure you check out our podcast. You can go anywhere you get your podcast and type in "Drop the Subject" and it'll come out. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to rate. Leave us leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also follow us on the social medias at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Allie, um, I hope that you find some bread and uh, something I, else to I don't cool even know what life. I need anymore. I think I need antacid or Tums. All of the above. Will all of them. Be a Just good give call. me all of them. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. All right. The other day, Jarrett locked me out of the studio while he was doing the promo. So now it's payback time. 
Oh, is this a key? Oh, hold on. Let me just swallow this. It's Trump-free Friday, which means we spend a whole show not mentioning the orange man himself. But don't worry, we'll bum you out with other stories, like this one about how millennials get sick and die faster than the previous generations. And if that's not depressing enough for you, a new theory that suggests we actually don't want to be happy. Keep knocking. I can't get into the studio. You don't want to come in here because you don't want to be happy. That's the point. Alex! Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.